But but you know what, Shivam? That's okay, because... Did you ever know that you're my hero? You're everything Good I enough, would Bill. like <laughs> to be. <laughs> you are the wind beneath my wings. Disenchant. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Cobbled together wings. Oh. <laughs> that cat is falling. Oh, that poor cat. All right. Three. Oh, I gotta crack my neck. Two. Oh, there it got got my neck. I cracked. I heard that. I'm Phil DeLuca. I'm Shiva (laughs) Hutt. Come on. What? I just (laughs) cracked my neck, and we are Commanderin. Thanks for listening, everybody. We put a spotlight on community issues, but never, ever talk about three banned topics. Religion, politics, and Hearthstone. You'll notice that the smell of cards freshly opened is not among the banned topics. So we can talk about that all we want. (laughs) Ryan, there's a story to share there, but we'll get to that. We have a good time on Commander in. Uh, all right, yeah. I mean, I want to hear it. <laughs> By now, you have heard it because it's in the Gavin episode. <laughs> Listeners, we are not easily distracted. Ooh, look, a blue car. If you want to help the show, there are three easy ways you can do it. First, you can share this episode, this very episode, by clicking that little share button on your phone, or tapping it, I guess, because most people listen on their phones. Share it with a friend. Send the episode to your friends. You can also go to wherever it is you get your podcast from. Some people go to iTunes. We just submitted to Google Play after years for some reason. And you can leave ratings and leave comments. Tell us what you think about the show because we love to hear that stuff. And in fact, we're going to be doing, we keep threatening to do it and have been since November, a mailbag. We'll read some of your comments. And in fact, many of our celebrity sign-offs that happen at the end of the show, the the two main ones, they come from listeners who left comments. You'll hear them, I'm sure, because our guest will have something to say that. Or if you want to financially support the show, and we appreciate it, it helps more than you can imagine, go visit patreon.com slash commander at MTG, or go to our PayPal link, which is available at commander at mtg.com slash donations. How cool is that? It's easy. You go to the website, you click donations, and there you are. Well, I mean, I can I can tell the listeners I am a patron of this show, and it is Ooh. a glorious feeling. It it makes me feel uh, warm and fuzzy every time um, you know I listen. I had temporarily forgotten you're a patron because I am starstruck too, and I can't wait to be your patron. Oh, I'm I'm sure it will happen at some point, uh, almost assuredly. Maybe, listeners, since we'll be in Vegas shortly, maybe what I'll do is I'll just go up to Ryan and I'll hand him a $20 bill. Bling, bling, (laughs) y'all. We do occasionally put videos up on YouTube. So head on over to YouTube, comment, rate, and subscribe like my daughter would tell us all to do. And play us to the end because that actually matters. And you can find us by just searching for Commander at MTG Podcast at YouTube in that little search window. So, Ryan, you'll do this, too, eventually, because you, of course, will have a very successful Patreon debut with thousands of patrons. So many. All of the patrons. All of the patrons will come to you. Each week, though, we like to call out three of our, as we call them, Patroni, a little-known plural version of patron. We are very grateful to all of our patrons, of course. This week, we want to specifically thank Jared Gross. We're missing our Scandinavian pronunciation, I think. Gross. Gross. Ronnie T. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly because it's spelled Ronit. And Teddy Latanzio. Latanzio. Yeah, Latanzio. That's... uh, Italian. Yes, that is very Italian. And Teddy, Ronnie T. Yared, 
Thank you very much for donating. We really appreciate it. We're very close. Our first show after Vegas, we will honor our patron Hall of Famers. And those are our top patrons. I can't wait to do that. Remember, everybody, you have 140 characters combined in your first and last name fields on Patreon. And you should go in there and change it. And we will read whatever it is. And if it's not suitable <laughs> for families, we'll bleep it. We're still going to read it. <laughs> Man, that is dangerous town. That is crazy. It is. It's crazy town. Some of those names were pretty amazing. I I had a hard time reading them without laughing. But, you know, yeah. I have a hard time doing anything on the show without laughing. So I don't really know what that tells you. <laughs> you and me both, brother. <laughs> Astute listeners will note that we are lacking a certain british accent on our show that's right for the first time in a very long time it's all american uh, sean was last seen hunting rabbits right i think gavin verhey was the last one to see him well it turns out the rabbits have been hunting him the whole time oh god yeah the most dangerous prey <laughs> <laughs> the most dangerous prey <laughs> <laughs> when the hunter becomes the hunted our main topic is going to be GP Vegas, and we'll talk all about that shortly. There are two more things we want to talk about before we get into that. The first is, Ryan, we're having a patron contest, and you, as a patron, are going to be qualified Ooh, for Ooh, I'm qualified! Yeah. Well, you have to do a couple of things, though. So let me describe the contest, and I, 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 I don't know if you've heard this yet, Ryan, but two lucky patrons, perhaps you, will be among them will participate in our next game show show. You've already been on one, but still, as a patron, you're entitled to at least enter. Listeners, that was like one of the best experiences. It was so much fun. You want to do this. Like, get out here and do the stuff Phil's about to tell you to do because it's worth it. I'm deeply, deeply jealous. That was a great episode. It was so funny. Well, you will not remain jealous for long, Shivam, because you will be playing in the next one. Yeah, and you and I are going to get just smashed into the ground. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> so the patrons are going to form a team and are going to play against you and me, Shivam. In order to qualify, our two lucky patrons must be active patrons of the show as of July 8th. That means that Patreon has told us that uh, your donations were accepted. So thank you very much. And you need to tell us why it should be you. Now, how are we going to do that? You, listener, are going to send us a one-minute audio recording in WAV or WAV file format. And you're going to send it to us. You're going to make sure you say your name on that. We're going to get a bunch of these, and I don't want to lose track of anybody. And you send us a letter with the link to that file in the letter itself. And the letter should also tell us why you should be the patron selected. And we have a panel of judges, of course, and the panel consists of the hosts, so me, Shivam, and Sean. And we have asked Mr. Big Bents himself, Andy Bentley, to help us select our two guests. So there you go. That's how you enter, Ryan. Do you think you can do all that? Oh, I, I absolutely can and will. That'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be a tremendous amount of fun. I like how you have the recording in there too, right? Because then like, you know that they have a microphone, right? So it's, it's pretty sly right. how you work that in there. <laughs> but now they know our secrets. We call these uh, in the business, we call them tests to make sure that you have the right units to pass a certain bus subtly without telling anybody that you're doing it. Gear check. <laughs> <laughs> I think shivam is the only one of us who actually made it to a battle bond pre-release shivam was that a lot of fun oh my goodness gracious i met up with a friend of the show bradley rose and we sat and went to my local store anime imports in pacifica california uh for the battle bond pre-release holy crap guys because i needed to play this because after gavin's you know pumping it up i had to know what this was like two-headed giant is not normally my favorite way to play magic in fact it's a way i normally avoid but wow this set is bonkers the cards are great like we had such a difficult time cutting our decks down to um size just because there's so many playable cards deeply deeply unexpectedly but man it is a blast i was playing a green white deck and my friend was playing a blue black deck and you know the assist cards where you're helping each other pay for mana are super good all of the random special for, like, you know, multiplayer things are great. The cards that you wouldn't think you're playing, like, everybody draws a card, you end up doing it, and you feel good about it. 
it was amazing. We did things awesome. like I had an evil twin out and ended up copying a fog bank so that I could kill their fog bank with my evil fog bank and hold off their vigor while I was doing so. And that's the sort of thing that you're like, did I just really clone a fog bank and then kill it so that I could have an evil black and red lined fog bank? And I'm like, this is the greatest <laughs> story ever. Seriously, this set was a blast. I think Gavin and friends knocked it out of the park. The art is gorgeous. The the gameplay is really fun and really, I mean, every game went to time though, so it's not really fast. But for a casual format, for people like us, this set is full of everything. And I ended up pulling a Seedborn Muse, which was amazing. I ended up pulling a Greater Good. All of the new partner cards are incredible. Oh yeah, I was going to ask if you pulled any of those because I, I wanted to hear about those in action. Oh my god, we pulled uh, we pulled a bunch of partners, like a bunch of the uncommon ones. The green and black pair, which are the green one was support two, and the black is all of your creatures that have plus one, plus one counters get death touch. That pair is bonkers. You can just do the dumbest things because there's so many ways to put counters on stuff. And then I had the uh, rare generous patron which says if you put a token on someone else's creature you draw a card and i was just drawing pounds of cards because i'd be supporting my partner's team putting dice onto his units giving them all death touch and then drawing a brick full of cards and it's like this is everything i want to do in my life and it was worth it you had extra packs right yeah so my store gave us uh eight packs each or something to that effect instead of like the six packs total we were supposed to have. So it kind of ended up being like a box worth of cards. It was ridiculous. That's really nuts. Oh yeah, but your decks end up just being absurd at that point. Wow, that sounds like a ton of fun. The one thing that's weird is that these packs were printed in Japan so that they could do the partner stuff correctly. But that means that when you open it, the rare is at the front, which is really disconcerting. And also the packs are puffy. Like, if you look at a normal booster pack, it's sealed super tight to the card. But in this one, there's a weird cushion of air around it. I don't know. I don't understand it. But it's weird. So it's there. But really, listeners, if you haven't, I highly, highly recommend playing Battle Bond. Because aside from it being fun by itself, this is like one of the first innovation sets they've made where there's like two-thirds of the cards or stuff we need for our format totally worth yeah. it oh yeah i remember people on twitter saying like this is kind of like the commander masters that we've been wanting and uh i am going to pick up a box uh this weekend i'm really excited about it hopefully this friday i actually have a bunch of boxes coming in and i'm going to bring at least two of these boxes with me to vegas so that we always have battle bond to play a lot of listeners by the way don't know that we are actually staying together in the same place and if shivam does manage to come up he'll be staying with us yeah too. man it's gonna be the podcast bungalow oh my it's gonna be fantastic and we are gonna be playing so much magic yeah so much i'm magic. tempted to bring a box of conspiracy or my chaos draft or something i mean battle bond's new hotness so we should be playing that yeah Absolutely. I can't wait to draft Battle Bond. Like, I, I really want to experience that. Like, sharing the draft portion with somebody sounds really cool. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't get a chance to draft we since we played Sealed, so I'm super excited to see um to see what the draft of this would be like. Because I think you can make yeah. some pretty absurd decks. As selfish as this sounds, we're going to be doing uh, Phantom Drafts. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. They're your cards. I'm not going to take them from you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but that allows you to build the the like, the like best and most flavorful Battle Bond deck as opposed to one that you just like, oh my god, I'm taking the doubling season. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why whenever I bring things like Chaos Drafts or you know Conspiracy or stuff, I'm always like, look guys, this is going to be a Phantom Draft so that we can have fun. Because if it's a draft that you're trying to like get value out of, then it's... You get piles of garbage with cool, super expensive cards, and I would rather just play. Yeah, I mean, it, it uh, preserves the integrity of the draft format, right? Yeah. That's exactly what it does. I mean, and and listeners, so we're, we're definitely on a tangent here, but if you haven't phantom drafted something that's meant to be drafted, like all of the sets are meant to be drafted, but something like a master's set... Pick up a box or have one of your friends pick up a box of this stuff and then just phantom draft it, which means that all of the cards belong to the person who brought the box, right? That frees you up and you start making picks where you'll pass a card that's just money, just golden money, right? 
because it doesn't fit your deck archetype. And then that means that your deck is more effective, it's more flavorful, it's synergistic, and you don't have that stress of, oh, if only I had you know, taking the money card. No, no, it doesn't matter. If you're not phantom drafting, sometimes you get into that weird position of like, okay, look, I've got this foil goif here, or I've got the lightning bolt that will actually help me win. And that's a miserable yeah. place to be. Cause you're like, if I draft for money, then I'm just like, not going to have fun. My deck yeah. is not going to be playable, but I'm going to have a goif. So yay. But I mean, the yeah. thing is, if you're a fan of magic, you want to play magic, right? Like that's the whole point. So I personally prefer phantom drafting, except when you're at a store or whatever and you're drafting, you have to take your cards home. That's super cool. But like for these special specific for drafting sets, like uh, master sets, battle bond, conspiracies, whatever, phantom draft it, play it for fun, pretend it's a cube. You're not going to take the cube card home and that way you can actually make the decision that is right for your deck and that leads yeah. to the most fun and interesting play. Because sometimes yeah. they're really great commons that are just like, that's a really cool card I would totally love to play and do something neat with, but I can't, you know, bring myself to pass this, you know, $100, whatever, Grim Monolith or something. <laughs> grim Monolith. <laughs> uh, now I want a Grim Monolith. I wanted a Grim Monolith and now they've shot way out of price. So, uh, so it's about time we introduce our guests too, Shivam. We're terrible hosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was just the voice in my head. Yeah, right? Listeners, our wonderful show, which you have already heard some minutes of, we invited Ryan Green on to come talk about what we're going to do at Vegas because it's going to be crazy. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be crazy, and I cannot wait. Oh, man, Vegas is going to be the best. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, every time I listen to your show, oh, Ryan, for the three of you who don't know this, Ryan is, as I call him, the master and commander of the Brothers War podcast. If you haven't heard the Brothers War, it's Ryan with his buddies, Zach and CJ, and I was on the show, Sean was on the show, and... I had an absolute blast. Like, these guys are just amazing. And we recorded for like three hours, four hours. No, we were we were together for four hours that night, I remember, because I tweeted. Yes, you it. did. Good Lord. Of course, the uh, secret fourth member. They have Mike Condon, and Mike does the music for their show. He does the editing. He's just fantastic, too. So, listeners, pause the show right now. Oh, wait, wait until I finish the sentence and then pause the show and then go find the Brothers War, subscribe to it, and then write to them however it is you contact them because what do we know, right? We just tweet it. But no, contact them and tell them they need to get on Patreon so that they can take my money. <laughs> Shut up and take my Patreon. They're great people. It's a good show and you should be listening. Yeah, I just, I want to like specifically thank the people that you just called out, you know, Zach, CJ, Mike, um, couldn't do the show without them, and uh, they, they make it a pleasure, and it's it's actually fun to get together and do it. So for our listeners who aren't familiar with you, can you give us kind of a 10-second spiel of what your show is about? Oh, sure. I mean, we do all kinds of things. We talk about all things magic, but mostly Commander. And, you know, we review new products when they come out. We do deck techs. Um, something that I get requested often is talk about the league that we run, right? So Zach and CG, along with a bunch of other folks are in a league actually this season one henry, henry stukenborg <laughs> yeah he's he's in the league so i'm getting to play with him and he's uh he's wonderful and it's uh it's a good time and so yeah you guys should just come on over and spend some time with us and let us know how we can get better because that's what we want right we just want to like continue making content that you like and get better at doing it yeah we have a ten dollar and above per episode donation chat group on facebook and Henry Stukenborg is in there. And he came in and he said, I just joined the Brothers War League. And we were like, that's awesome, dude. That's so cool. I'm jealous. I want to be in that league. Oh, man, you know what? If you ever come to town, we will we'll do a special like what uh, what I like to call EDH After Dark, uh, where we just kind of get together late at night and play. And uh, we would definitely do that if you stop by. I will do that. I'll make it to Austin. And that goes for you too, Shivam. Austin's a great city. You know, we should coordinate a trip and head down there. Yeah, my cousin lives there. It's a good time. Maybe we could record a show. What? Yeah, maybe we could do like what the Nerdist does and just, you know, show up somewhere and be like, we're recording. It's like the uh, the flash mob of podcasting. <laughs>
Uh, so listeners, we're, we're going to be at Vegas. We will all be in the same flat, uh, same apartment. Sorry. That's, uh, uh, the European listeners instantly got that, but the American listeners, Europeans call apartments flats. So we're going to be in the same flat. We're going to be playing lots of magic, but not only will we be playing magic in our apartment, we'll be drinking in our, our apartment <laughs> and we'll be going to the convention center, finding a place and just playing commander and definitely some brawl. And definitely some battle bond all weekend. And Ryan, Gavin gets in on Saturday, and he's going to be playing battle bond with us. Oh, man, I cannot wait. Gavin is so cool. I got him to sign my playmat in Seattle, and he recommended, uh, I guess one of his articles, he recommended a restaurant, and me and Elliot went to go check it out. It was called Little Woody's, I think, and it was totally legit. So not only am I interested in playing um, some more games of magic with him, or, or some some first games of magic with him, but I'm interested in more uh, recommendations on local food places. Yeah. Also, for those of you going to Vegas for the first time, please, please, please make sure to keep a <laughs> bottle of water on you. It oh is my. blisteringly hot. Bring some chapstick from home because it's 30 cents at home and $30 on the strip. Oh, that's very true. That's very good advice. Like, seriously, don't don't pretend. Las Vegas really is in the middle of the desert. It really is stupid hot, and if you're going to be playing Magic and wandering around all day, it's very easy to forget basic things like water and food. And I super, super recommend that you don't want to leave Vegas like limp piece of celery. So um, make sure you take care of yourself at these shows. Yeah, the last thing you want to be saying to, say, uh, me, Ryan, or Shivam is, my tummy hurts, <laughs> and then laying down... <laughs> And then just flopping on the ground. Yeah, don't do it. Don't don't encourage it. I definitely plan on staying yeah. hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And remember that in order to stay hydrated, your liquids must be free of alcohol and or caffeine. Yeah, I realize that when you're at like Las Vegas, it's hard to be like, what, you want me to drink something that's not booze? But no, seriously, dude, water and Gatorade. Worth your time. Lots of water. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, uh, we tweeted some photographs, some screenshots of the temperature, and it got over 110 degrees Fahrenheit every day. It's oh, man. Misery. It felt like my shoes were going to melt onto the pavement. Somebody's shoes actually did. Like the rubber soles uh, started getting sticky and tacky like they stepped in gum. <laughs> Brutal. So uh, a couple of highlights before we sort of just degenerate into this maelstrom of, oh my God, Vegas is going to be cool. We are going to have the last of our playmats. Um, I found a stash of them. We brought them to Strategicon uh, over Memorial Day weekend, and everything that survived is going to come with us. We have a couple of the black ones and a couple of the Vegas ones and uh, actually a couple of patron ones. So if you're a patron of the show, come up and we'll give you a good good rate on that. Um, the convention costs now, just because we're trying to uh, not store these anymore, are like $15 a, a playmat. So it's a steal. We also have some new t-shirts. We experimented a little. We're going to create a token from some art that my wife created. It's uh, like a, almost like a sunflower, but then it has vines and tentacles and, and eyeballs in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it looked really cool. We put them on a t-shirt and we'll be bringing those and just seeing if people like it. Because if people like it and want to buy some, then maybe we'll make more. You'll see me and Shivam wearing our commander and host shirts yep. and maybe one or two of these uh, awesome flower shirts too. Then, most importantly, we're doing the Commander and Cosplay event. Oh, yeah. If you say it fast, it's just Commander and Cosplay, just like we did at Seattle, oh, right, Oh, man, Ryan? it was a blast. And I got to tell you, Phil, my costume has been, like, up a notch. Hey, I was there, too. It was a lot of fun. I wasn't ignoring you. I was just giving Ryan a chance to interject. Um, yeah, the three of us did this Commander and Cosplay event. Shivam was actually in a costume. Yeah, in a manner of speaking. Yeah, I brought you a uh, shiny domino mask, and I'm going to bring it again. <laughs> but the event this time is at 5 p.m. on the floor, and it's on Friday. 
it occurs kind of just after at the tail end of the commander championship and at the tail end of that just run to the floor we'll be tweeting exactly where we are come join us and we're looking for donations because this is going to the children's hospital and so you guys have observations from the first one it was a real blast it was such a joy to actually sit down and play with listeners and also to play with all those amazing cosplayers especially with the ones that were playing the characters that they were cosplaying as the generals of their decks it was super cool and i mean it was really actually a whole ton of fun i played like three games with different groups of people and it was just a blast it really felt like something unique and different that you don't get to do normally and i realized that like on friday a lot of our listeners who are going to be at vegas are going to be playing at that commander event so try not to get burnt out because this really is genuinely worth your time it's super neat and especially you get to hang out with people like moxie who just her costumes are so cool all of their costumes are just amazing. It was a great time. Yeah, I don't think Moxie's going to be at Vegas, but Tappy Toe Claws. She is really cool, too. She is going to be there, and she's kind of heading up the cosplay contingent, and uh, we should have a bunch of cosplayers, including, and her dad is pretty sure this can happen, Dana Fisher is going to come as Nissa. Nice! Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. This is going to be awesome. Oh, man. I had a blast when we did it the the last time. And I will say this, like everybody's like totally willing to just come and and have a picture taken with them, right? So there's all these awesome costumes. These people put so much work into it. And I will somewhat shamefully admit that as a grown man, I had my mom make the pants for my costume (laughs) that I'm going to be wearing in Vegas. (laughs) Um so yeah so definitely come by and check it out and you know it's for charity right so even if you're not going to play just come by and donate um you know help kids get better yeah and we'll have donation links up on our website we already read it it's commander slash donations and we'll include a link for you to go there in the show notes you can just pay us with paypal there too you don't have to actually attend to do it it is by the way the children's hospital of nevada chnv.org and uh, everything that we collect will be going to them. We uh, suggest a donation of like 5 to $10, whatever you can afford. Even if you can't, just come and play. Hang out with us. It'll be good. Absolutely. It was so much fun at Seattle. I was like, we have to do this again. And I think, uh, depending on how this goes, we'll do it at GP Los Angeles in the fall. This is very yeah. exciting. Oh, it is. It really, really is. We're going to have so much fun. Is now the part where we break into the uh, all the stuff that's going to happen in Vegas? Or are we not allowed to talk about that? We're really... Well, it hasn't happened yet, so we can talk about it. So what will happen in Vegas does not necessarily stay in Vegas, is what you're saying. That's right. That's right. We can almost guarantee that there will be late-night Denny's runs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. What what is your late-night Denny's run meal of choice? For me, it was the moons over Miami. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm all about a late-night pancake. You know, just get some butter on there, some syrup, yeah. and now I'm hungry. Give me some mozzarella sticks and, like, a soda. Oh, yeah, mozzarella sticks are the best. It's like, look, man, you're in Vegas. You're already going to be eating, like, garbage, so don't try to pretend. Yeah, there's just really no point. It's like, just get whatever energy you need, because you're just going to be, like, when you're done with it, you're going to be, like, Yeah, remember that the watchword listeners is um, waste, and that's the term we use for sleep, (laughs) because it's a total waste of time if you sleep. Uh, I say this, but of course I'm going to pass out. But listeners, we did some late night runs last year. You've probably heard a little bit about it, and oh my, it was so much fun. Ryan, uh, this is where Henry Stuckenborg revealed his true sarcastic wit, and we just laughed the entire time. We talked to an expert who shall remain nameless on how to, if one is a political operative, how to discard um, bodies. Oh, I mean, that's good. That's good information. Yeah, yeah. And and he's a legit, I'm not going to name him, but he's a legit political operative. So he knows these things. And we just generally had a blast and we'd show up at Denny's and kind of just sit there. And at one point, like the third or fourth time we went to Denny's, we just sat there and stared sullenly at each other until Henry started saying uh uh things that were very funny so, well i mean if if was it the same denny's every time like did they start having to like rope off the vip section for y'all <laughs> it was the same denny's and no the vip section when we got there was usually occupied by some other people who maybe had jobs at night let's just say let's just say that when you're rolling into denny's at two in the morning in las vegas 
you get what you think you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that is. I mean, come on. Where else are you going to go where it's brightly lit and serves coffee until your next job call comes or in? Or until the next voice in your head starts talking to you. <laughs> so I've heard this time there are sessions. Like I became aware just the other day, people were like, but I'm going to be running from the artist session. So there's, this is more and more becoming a magic convention as opposed to uh, magic GP. Yeah. Did you see that? That um, the gent who did the original polluted Delta. Is it Rob Alexander? Yeah, it's a Rob Alexander art class. That's pretty amazing. You can sign up and take an art class from Rob Alexander. Goodness gracious. And you get to paint and recreate the original polluted Delta art. Yeah. That's actually kind of insane and seems really, really fun. Wow, I would hella do that. I mean, yeah, that seems really cool. Yeah, it really does seem cool. And now I kind of regret not doing it. And there's a commander championship, which we have no idea what that's like. Um, by the way, if you're going to be playing in the Commander Championship and then you come over to play Commander and Cosplay, don't bring your lethal deck because this is a fun charity event. Please leave Narset at home. <laughs> yeah, so leave your Narset decks at home, just like Shivam said. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, I was talking to somebody at the Battlebond pre-release about the uh, Commander Tournament at Vegas, and I've got just a lot of hesitation about it because, let's be real, there's two different sets of commander, right? There's the kind that I enjoy, which is casual, fun times, lower power decks or decks that are higher powered, but kind of wacky. And then there's like the, I'm going to lock you out of the game because all of my lands are indestructible and I cast Armageddon. And now you're just going to sit and stare at me for 25 minutes while I, you know, go to Dirtletown. And I have a feeling that when you're playing for prizes, the kinds of decks that show up there are the kinds of decks that want to win right now. Or want to make your experience miserable. And you know what? If you like that kind of play, there's really nothing wrong with it. No, that's great. I mean, look, competitive commander, one-on-one commander exists for a reason. It's not necessarily my cup of tea, which is why I probably wouldn't play in the tournament just because my decks, let's be honest, they are more for fun than they are for winning. God, if I win more than like 10% of my games, I'm impressed. There is a registration of 50 bucks to join it. They worked with Jimmy and Josh from the Command Zone to come up with the tournament format, so hopefully it will be uh, aligned with the standard commander values. It's a five-round tournament. Man, five rounds of commander? That is serious. Five rounds of commander. Like, how many hours is that? How many hours is that? I mean, I'm just thinking, like, five rounds of commander is so mentally taxing. Yeah, they are cutting it to, like, top four, and then top four players play, so... It really isn't going to compete with our commander and cosplay in that sense because we're going to be attracting people who are not interested in competing directly. Fair. And it's at the tail end, so most people will be out of the tournament by then. Oh, I didn't think about that. There are prizes for their commander championship. I believe they also made a secondary tournament prize for people like me, which is bring your coolest, most weird decks or like most interesting decks because after the games, uh, the players all vote to see who's got the neatest deck, and the person who kind of acquires the most votes at the end also gets a prize, which is really nice for people who want to play, like, you know, the weird Zinder Splat decks or whatever, like coin flipping all day long. Yeah. And that's cool. I'm glad that they spent some time and thought about the other half of the community. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I think ultimately it's going to be a really fun event either way, and if nothing else, you will meet a ton of people who you can play Commander with the rest of the weekend. Yep. And, uh... Also some brawl, because all three of us are bringing brawl decks, aren't we? Oh, you know I'm going to get my brawl on. (laughs) What does that mean exactly? You're going to get your brawl on. I mean, I'm going to, you know, pull out a a 60-card singleton deck and and get to it, you know? Yeah. Who are you making? What's your your brawl deck of choice? My my brawl deck of choice? Yeah. Of choice, it's my Gishoth brawl deck. I had one of the best compliments I've ever received came just last Thursday night, so six days ago by the time we record this. Uh, I gave Gishoth to somebody to play, and I was going to go get food. And a bunch of people showed up for Brawl, and they were playing it, and Gishoth went off. And the best compliment I've ever received was everybody looked at me and went, Phil... Your deck is sick. (laughs) Like, your deck is horrible. And I'm like, yes! It works. And horrible in the sense that, right. I mean, at one point, my friend Jim, who was was driving it, hit for seven points. The guy let it through because he didn't realize what Gishoth was about to do. And he turned five dinosaurs over. (laughs) 
Oh, Lordy. <laughs> and one of them was the Altasaur that says all damage to other dinosaurs is reduced to one. And shenanigans happened at that point because they kept trying to kill him and kept forgetting about the Altasaur. And it just didn't matter. And he had Zatalpa out as well. So it was just over. So would you say your deck was Phil? It, it was filthy, yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And if it doesn't work, there are easy ways to undercut it, but it, when it does work, it's glorious. I will say I know that Shivam and I have a little bit of a shared um, brawl experience in the fact that we both made Sahili Ray decks. Yes. Um, and I know I saw him lend it out in GP Seattle. Yep. And I, I heard that the, your deck did some work. You know what, man? My deck went infinite multiple times that weekend. And that's exactly <laughs> what I want out of life is like, look, here's every Thopter ever. They're coming at you right now. And it's just so good. And I mean, the first game I played with that deck against Gavin when I walked into Seattle, I ended up with nearly winning from the mechanical production card or whatever, the one where you, uh, the enchantment where you copy one of your tokens and make eight copies. Yeah, and I think it's win. mechanized production mechanized production and i'm like there's so many different weird like i mean it's basically a kaladesh block deck like it's it's exactly what i wish i could make out of a hundred card deck but because most of those cards are kind of terrible in real commander it's super fun to be able to do that in brawl and so i'm bringing that and i'm also going to try to get a slime foot deck finished so i can basically do the same thing except with salads <laughs> Just like, here's a lot of thalids. Here they come. You are a, a token player, aren't you? Because your, your Tajik deck is also... Through and through. Yeah. Like my t And his Hapatra deck. Yes, my Tajik deck is all soldiers. My Hapatra deck is all negative ones. And snake tokens... Snakes. Actually, literally every deck I have is... Oh my god, every deck I have is a tokens yeah. deck. My my zombies deck is a tokens deck. You need to accept a challenge and actually play a non-token deck. I don't know what I would do. Like, I was sitting there, <laughs> somebody was talking to me about, like, a deck based around spells or something, and I'm like, what? How do you... But you don't have tokens? You use the spells to make the tokens, right? Like, that's... Yeah, like, I get it. So you're playing Raise the Alarm, right? That's what we're doing here? I can do that. Yeah, Decree of Justice. But no, they were playing things like counterspell and i'm like what what do you that doesn't do anything it doesn't make any tokens what are you doing yeah. oh my god it's actually seriously all four of my decks make tokens it is it is yeah you're you're a token guy shavim you have to you have to just accept it it's not a surprise to me but i thought i would have had at least one that wasn't but no even like the cat deck i'm making has cat tokens in it i guess when i finish my green blue ramp deck it's not going to have tokens in it, but it will probably have tokens in it. Is that going to be a Tatiova Benthic <laughs> um, situation? Yes, it's basically her. Because she's like, what, a landfall draw card? And gain a life. Really good. Yeah, she's basically everything I want that's not a token deck. It was originally going to be the blue-green partner, the merfolk, uh, Thrasios. But then I saw Tatiova and I'm like, okay... She's actually cool. Thrasios is going to be in the deck. I was going to say, Thrasios w is really enables her. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it's going to be one or the other, and I might just switch off with both of them, depending, because they're both phenomenal cards, and I'm yeah. super excited to play that. I'm running a Kamena Merfolk deck that's secretly a Merfolk token deck. I say secretly because if a couple of cards come out, guess what? Merfolk. <laughs> it just becomes a swarm of Merfolk at that point. And Tatyova is in there. And she, she did some work. She is all business. That card is really, really good. I know people like to say that Simic is easy mode. And yes, it, it is. But it's also really fun. Yeah, it's easy and fun mode. That's got to count for something. Like, look, man, we can't all be playing some bonkers combo, Marchesa, whatever, trickster deck. I'm just, just, let, just let a man put creatures <laughs> out. That's all I'm asking for. Listeners, understand what just happened. Shivam tried to describe a combo deck and just couldn't. Because we don't play combo, really, the, the two of us. I'm also a token guy, unless it's a big creature guy. And I can't even begin to describe the sorts of combos that would go into Marchesa. I don't actually know any commanders that are... Could, oh my god, I'm so ashamed. Although we do have a listener who's asking us to put together a Marchesa deck. Which Marchesa, the uh, Grixis or the Mardu? The Queen! 
<laughs> so that's Mardu, I think, right? Yeah, that's Mardu. Yeah, Mardu. Oh man, dude. I started building a Najula deck, the Warrior Queen from uh, Battlebond. Oh my god. And it's amazing. But then I realized that's not a token deck until I realized the centerpiece card I put in there is uh, Secure the Waste, which I like to call Fighter Ball, <laughs> which is like, you know, X and a white put out X 1 1 Warriors. And I'm like, oh, of course it's a token deck. Of course it is. Yes. It's all coming Every together. Deck. A picture of you is is filling my mind. I'm, I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, I'm Ryan, a man of simple taste. I'd like you to meet Shiva. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my favorite card of all time is Keldoran Outpost. Uh, yes, now that we have the official pronunciation. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely Keldoran, right? Yeah, Keldoran Outpost. Yeah. Because I just want to put out 1-1 one, one soldier tokens. And literally, that has dictated my life ever since. I will say that in GP Seattle, I got all four of my Kildoran Outposts signed by the artists, so that was really cool. Yeah, they're pricey now, too. I love that card. We can keep talking like this forever. It's getting actually late as we record this, and poor Ryan is two hours ahead of us, Shivam. Oh, goodness. Okay, I do have one challenge. Listeners, help me out here. Tell me what deck to make that is not a tokens deck. No tokens, oh. no plus one, plus one, minus one, minus one counters, nothing. Give me a commander deck that is just a commander deck. <laughs> Help me out here because these things are starting to get really heavy and I'm having to carry extra deck boxes for all the tokens because I can't just use the official ones because I have to yeah. be special and that means all of my tokens are hand-drawn. So... Help a brother out. Send me your favorite <laughs> non-token commander, please. Oh, man, I got a really sweet hand-drawn token for a deck that I'm bringing to Vegas. I'm I'm making Ariel Knight of Windgrace. And I ordered some cards from Card Kingdom, and they sent me um, a 2-2 Vigilant Knight that's a merfolk or, or just uh, like a, a mermaid, you know, to go with Ariel. And so, nice. yeah, that was really cool, and I'm, I'm definitely going to be playing that in Vegas. So, listeners... If you find us in Vegas, uh, ask me to bring the deck, and I'll bring it out. Oh, Ryan, you haven't seen my uh, Soldier's Tokens, since you obviously haven't seen my Soldier's deck. No, no. Um, my you, Soldier's Tokens... Don't, don't, don't spoil okay, it. Okay, I, I won't. Don't... Ooh, now I'm excited. You just have to see it. You have to see it. And if he doesn't make it to Vegas, we will. Uh, listeners will make up for it. We'll publish uh, a bunch of the pictures. Oh, yeah, that. dude. I've gone out of my way. It is amazing. Here we are. We're coming to the end of this show. Listeners, one of the things we're really curious about is how many of you want to hear more about Brawl. We're going to be playing a lot of it. And in fact, I play a ton of it now in my uh, my work meta. And it's it's a really fun format. If you haven't done it yet, give it a shot. We'll see what happens at rotation. But in the meantime, you can build this 60-card singleton deck. And then if enough cards rotate so that it's no longer fun, guess what? Add 40 cards and make it a commander deck. It's just fantastic. Yeah, and I think the mistake they made in trying to say Brawl is like Commander Light. No, Brawl is its own thing, but people no. like us who like Commander love Brawl because it's just, it's it's like Commander Shorter. It's like Commander Light. Yeah, okay, you know what? It is Commander Light. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not Commander Light in a derogatory way. It's Commander Light in a refreshing way. You know, sometimes you want a full-on soda, and sometimes you just want a LaCroix. And that's kind of where it is. <laughs> Brawl. The LaCroix commander. That's great. That is great. <laughs> oh, God. I, I can't believe I just said that. I know, right? It is so many things on so many levels there. I look at Brawl as a gateway to Commander because a couple of people have started playing Brawl, and they're like, oh, is this, like, is this what Commander's like? And then I'm like, I just leave it at... Yes, <laughs> except Commander is kind of like the deep end, and you look in the deep end over there while you're over in the, the shallow end, still standing, and you're having fun in the pool with Brawl. Commander is like, okay, we're gonna you're going to have to know how to swim before you go out there. Brawl is like you're sitting at the, the lounge pool. Commander is like you are now deep in the ocean scuba diving. I think that's the thing about Brawl that gets me is that it gives me all of the same taste of Commander that I want. The singletonness, the, you know, all of the interesting cards that we can use that aren't just normal standard cards. But it also means that I don't have to, like, find that random Mercadian Masks card to fit into my deck exactly or, you know, whatever. It's just like, look, here's a bunch of draft chaff I have. I'm just going to throw it together and make a Brawl deck. Yay. Yep. Yep. 
Like um, when I make commander decks, I commit and I go like all out. I bling them out. I'm fancy. My brawl decks look like the decks I played in junior high school. You know, sidewalk scratches on the back, just slamming on the ground, total trash cards. It feels good again. White bordered lands. You know what? I play with white bordered lands anyways. So like I still use my original revised lands. Man. They, they were good then. They're good now. Is that because you uh, rubbed the black off of your beta lands? I think I had, like, a couple of unlimited lands, but I don't think I ever had any beta lands then. I found a cache of beta lands. Of course you did. I know, right? And Shivam knows this because I share it all the time, but uh, I don't often share this with uh, listeners. But I have a lot of magic cards, and many of them are old. And so as I go through boxes, I will find stashes of cards from actually from 1996, right? And... uh and one of these was I opened a, a box and it was all like the old fashioned, like you remember, they're not quite the heavy top loaders, but they were these big protective sleeves. Mm-hmm. That was all we had back then. I find it, I start going through it and I'm like, this is an antiquity strip mine. Oh, oh okay. okay. And it it's not like, you know, a candelabra of Tonos or anything, but I'm going through, I found beta swords to plowshares, beta birds of paradise. And a whole set of beta lands. I got a an alpha Sarah Angel. <laughs> and because we put these in sleeves, they're actually in good condition. You don't see that very often at all. No, you don't see that often at all. No, more often than not, you'd see like, here's a moldy box that I forgot about. Oh, damn. Yeah, like, and you hear the stories like Josh Lee Kwai's story about how his parents' basement flooded and he lost every card because they were all literally falling apart. And oh, that, that hurts my soul. Oh. Every time he tells that story, you just see a table full of people just wince. Listeners, so come see us in Vegas. Ryan, if a listener wants to play with you in Vegas, what's the best way they can let you know? Well, you know, follow me on Twitter because I'm going to be tweeting out pictures of the table numbers that we're sitting at. Uh, I usually try to take a, a face selfie of everybody that I'm playing with and tweet that out. And those are some excellent memories. I, I did it a lot in GP Seattle. And it was really wonderful. And I met a lot of really wonderful people. So uh, I'm looking forward to re-meeting some of those people and meeting new ones too. So if you're that new person, just yeah. come down and, and uh, you know hit me up on Twitter or just tap me on the shoulder. I'll be wearing a t-shirt that's got the logo of the podcast on it. You'll be wearing oh, a t-shirt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, how will we find you? <laughs> Everybody will be wearing t-shirts. It's true. But it'll have the Brothers War logo on it. He's the only one who will be wearing a Brothers War logo on his chest as far as i know it's the only t-shirt in existence and i ordered just one so (laughs) and shivam and i of course will have our commander and t-shirts on all three of us will have our respective podcast logos on our play match you can come visit us there and we'll all be tweeting and probably doing a considerable amount of hanging out Oh man, I cannot wait for this. I've I've been texting Phil, just being like, "Dude, is it Vegas time yet?" I cannot wait. It's gonna be like a vacation, but also just like fun and meeting people. And I'm kind of an extrovert, so uh, I really enjoy meeting new people. And I, you know, I I'm really looking forward to it. If my family doesn't have another catastrophic medical emergency, I look forward to seeing you guys in Vegas. Yesterday at two forty one p.m., I receive a text. Vegas cannot get here soon enough, exclamation point. I look up, Ryan Green. That says it all. (laughs) Yep. Listeners, you rock. Thank you for sticking it out this long with us. We hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we did recording it because the three of us just had a blast. I mean, we just talked for an hour and we want to talk more. And you know what? We're going to be talking in Vegas. Oh, it reminds me, guys. I'm going to have my video camera again. So we'll do like a walk and talk like we did at Seattle, Ryan, and only this time it can be all three of us. We'll do it individually. We'll record some gameplay sequences, and this time I'll actually get it up uh, online and on our YouTube channel. Ooh, can we do like a, a slow motion like walking away from an explosion or something? We actually can. My, my camera can Sweet. record slow motion. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to have a blast. Uh, Listeners, come hang out with us. And special thanks, of course, go to our patrons, some of whom, if Dan Krause is there, for example, Dan Krause has his very own patron reward T-shirt, where he, as one of our most generous patrons, I I commissioned and gave him a T-shirt. So he's one of the very few people outside of us, Shivam, who... um, 
has a commander in shirt, and his will say D.P. Krause across the back. So look for him and say hi and thank him for donating. So without the continued support of folks like Dan and Gerald Steer and Henry Stukenborg and Ryan Woo! Green, how about that? Um, we couldn't do this show uh, at the level that we like to do it. So thank you very much. And Ryan, thank you, because as a patron, we don't often have a chance to thank a patron directly. I'm so happy to be a patron. Y'all have given me so much entertainment over the years. How could I not? I mean, listeners, you know it. You're listening now. You know the quality. Like, you should definitely get on that train. Thank you. Ryan, if folks want to contact you and bug you about not having a Patreon set up yet, how can people reach out to you? I know you mentioned it before, but let's, uh, let's oh, just yeah, make let's it Oh, yeah, let's do the spiel here, right? So you can hit us up at brotherswarcast.com. Uh, we've got a Facebook group, too. Individually on Twitter, I'm at Green Geek. Um, the main uh, Twitter account is also at Brothers Warcast. And if you want to reach out to my two excellent co-hosts, CJ's at Sudge1 and Zach is at z 4 CK38. <laughs> because Z4CK37, all the way back down to 00, they were already. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I actually did that. I knew he wanted it. And so I, but I got tired after 37 of them. So they're incredibly fun people and they're great co hosts. I felt so welcome in that show. And it felt like I had done this many times with you guys before. It was, it was nice to be welcomed like that. You can reach us by going to our website, commanderandmtg.com. Our email is cast at commanderandmtg.com. You can find us on all of the social medias by searching for Commander and MTG Podcast. This episode was edited by David Mitchell. Our theme song was created for the podcast by Nate Burgess. Our logo was created for the podcast by Mr. Picto with assistance from Kelly DeLuca. You can find more art from Mr. Picto by going to mrpicto.co.uk. Special thanks to tech whizzes Jesse Thompson and Graham Frank, and to Justin for the server space. Commander at MTG Podcast is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy. It has not been approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. So, Ryan... As you know, we have a long-standing tradition now where our guests, we ask our guests to take us out. You can say anything you want, and we have supplied these three statements, two of which come from our listeners and one of which comes from Graham of Loading Ready Run. All right, uh, so I'll, I'll open it up a little bit. So tell me some form to do it in, right? Like, I don't want to just say it. Like, give me some sort of... Um... What's my motivation? Yeah, yeah, tell me some accent or, or, I don't know, something crazy, and I'll try it. You should uh, scream at the top of your lungs. No, don't. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I, have, I have sleeping children. That's terrible. <laughs> Shiva. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Shiva. We Dude. almost had him doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. So, so here is Zach doing uh, the the commander in takeout. Sup, girl? Commander in. Not always accurate, but always entertaining.